What's up, everybody? We are ready to go. The football season is here, and of course, we got to start with our Atlantic Division teams, giving you a rundown of the schedule for the games that our Monday host, Kenton Gibbs, will be covering. So, Clemson, what you got? NC State, Louisville, and Boston College. We're going to go through your schedules today, figure out just how good or bad or maybe in between it'll be for you this season. On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am joined by Locked On Wolfpack host, Hinton Gibbs. We are locked and loaded and ready to go. We appreciate you making Locked On ACC your first listen each and every day. Make sure you download, subscribe for free to anywhere you can find our podcast. Make sure we you check us out on YouTube. We are over the 500 subscribers mark here. We are looking to get to 1,000 before, th- before the start of week zero. Can we do it? Maybe so. If we do, Candace is going to shave her head. But, you know, you just got to share with your friends. So let's get down to it. Kitten Gibbs, how you feeling? How was your weekend? I'm great as always. And my weekend wasn't about uh, too much. There was, you know, celebrations of folks going to med school and all that good stuff. So, you know, that's it's always a great time to celebrate success with friends. And that's pretty much it for me. A thousand percent. And it's always a good day to talk about some football. As I mentioned on Friday's show, Kenton will be our Monday host. We are now back to five days a week. So I hope you guys are excited about that. We'll have an episode each and every day for you with our rotating cast. So Kenton will be covering all of the games, giving you a recap of the weekend, but more importantly, one of the best games of the weekend he'll highlight for us each and every Monday. So good to go there. So to start, we figured we'd go over some of the season's big heavy hitters on the Atlantic side, the teams that Kenton will be covering throughout our football season and probably more than likely into basketball season, but here we go. So we're going to start with the top dog, Clemson, who is arguably the best team in the ACC, according to ACC media votes. I know that there has been a lot of rumblings about how that was going to go, but Clemson has been on everyone's top of mind, and they start out the season very hot against a Georgia Tech team who is looking to prove a lot going into this year. Now, for you, someone who, of course, seen a lot of football, played a lot of football, first game out the gate, can you take for granted an opener that could go, I'm not going to say it can go either way, because obviously I feel like it's going to go to Clemson, but Georgia Tech is not a team that I think people should sleep on. I'll tell you this. I have beat the drum all year about Georgia Tech being better than everybody is going to expect them to be. And this game one would tell us a lot about both teams. This game one would tell us a lot about both teams. If this Georgia Tech team is a very serious team. This will be a close game. I don't have them winning this game, but it'll be a close game. If they are very unserious and if Jeff Collins need to pack his bags and, you know, make sure that uh, he has the office already in the box, we'll we'll see that as well. But on the other side, on the flip side of this thing, Clemson, um, same deal, same deal. We're going to see just how well um, DJ has improved his mechanics, just how well the accuracy has gone for him because at the end of the day, the the strategy to stop Clemson coming into this season is going to be stack the box, play off on the receivers. You know, if he's accurate enough to burn you underneath, you can still rally and make a tackle, but you're not sure if he has that uh, deep ball ability, even if they do 
uh, having to run by you. So, you know, it, it'll be a situation to where teams, the scouting report is going to say, make him throw the ball and we'll see how he goes there. Yeah, and for me, I think, you know, game one scaries are always a thing. And when you look at just going into camp, everyone's just trying to stay healthy and you aren't going as hard as when you do game one. But it's very much going to be we're still figuring things out. It's not going to be the prettiest games, right? It's not going to be the games where you're like, okay, move out of the way. Everyone knows that this team is just ready to dominate. Or it could be. When I think about what Clemson needs to show me, not only from a offensive standpoint, when you look at Will's, Will Shipley going to be the go-to for DJ, is DJ going to have some wide receiver wide receiving help? I don't know. I don't know if I believe in Bo Collins, Brandon Spector, or Joseph Nagata. I don't know. I mean, those, those are very those are very legitimate concerns, and that's another part of this deal because I mean, as bad as we talk about uh, DJ being last year, there were times where the receivers were just as bad, if not worse. Yeah. There were times where he put that thing to a point where you know he couldn't have handed it to him any better, and they <laughs> they dropped. So they had some drops, so. I, I think that this is, again, this game one is going to tell us a lot. But also, I mean, there is a possibility where both of these teams just play high-level football. And, you know, uh, there is it, – it it leads to, okay, the Atlantic is going to be in trouble because Georgia Tech is some. I mean, the, the Coastal is going to be in trouble because Georgia Tech is something to be uh, feared. And Clemson, same thing. You know what I mean? It's It's – I I just I don't think that we'll we'll have a Clemson team where you have such dominance that there is no way you could see anybody else uh, winning the conference. I don't think that we'll have a situation like when there was uh, Etienne and Lawrence at the same time and they rushed for I want to say it was two hundred plus yards on eight carries between the tackles against Georgia Tech. We're not going to see a repeat of that. We're not going to see a snooze fest that you could turn off after the first quarter. Yeah, so after Georgia Tech, Clemson will face off against Furman, Louisiana Tech. And then their biggest game to me is against Wake Forest on September 24th. I think this is the game where we have a, a Cade Klubnik watch. Like, if DJ is not able to perform, if you go head-to-head against a Sam Hartman, if it's not flashy, if it's not something that's memorable, I'd say, you know, Cade has to start getting his arm warmed up because October 1st, you face off against a heavy hitter in NC State. You know, I'm going to tell you something here. Everybody <laughs> said, well, he bought DJ the media days, and that's the same thing he did with um, – who was the quarterback? That, uh, Kelly – what was his last Kelly name? Kelly Bryant. Kelly Bryant. Kelly Bryant. This is the same thing he did with him, and everybody's real concerned about that. And I said, listen, y'all got to understand, as sure as, as sure as the sun rises on the east and sets on the west, as much as Davo talks about players not getting paid, he get paid a lot of money. He get paid a lot of money. And when I was doing college visits and all that, the coach pulled out a picture of his family and said, these are the people that I'm trusting you to feed by giving you a scholarship and by giving you playing time. Now, with that being said, Dabo ain't going to risk millions behind nobody. <laughs> you are absolutely correct. If there, seems, if there seems to be an inkling of, Oh man, this ain't gonna go well. Oh man, this is a repeat of last year. You know, I, I'm a Pistons fan, and I'm it's, it's gonna be K time all over again. It's gonna be right there. Okay, oh, come on, we need it. We need it. We gonna get it. We gonna see how this thing goes because at the end of the day, again, this is not the team is not beholden to anybody. Just because you got experience, just because you were there, just because don't matter, don't matter. Every you you're one day away from being replaced. 
you're one day away from being uh, uh, Wally Pip as opposed to Lou Gehrig. If you don't know who that is, Wally Pip was the player who was starting before Lou Gehrig when he allegedly was sick. A lot of people believe it was a hangover. Lou Gehrig took over. He never played again. So that's just the reality of, of what's yeah. going on there. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I don't think defensively it'll really be a matchup there, but offensively that'll certainly be the game where you say, hey, in order to be a complete team, maybe Clemson needs to look elsewhere in terms of their depth chart. So after Wake Forest, Clemson will play NC State, as I mentioned, then Boston College, Florida State, and Syracuse. They'll go down and start their November playing Notre Dame, then Louisville, Miami, and end with that South Carolina rivalry in play, the Gamecocks. Now, when I look at the schedule, I say to myself, there's only about two games where I get nervous for Clemson. That's NC State and that's Notre Dame. Other than that, it should be a gimme. Unless unless Miami is telling me something, like I see something towards the start of the season where I think I should shake in my boots, feeling pretty good for Clemson's chances to be a two-loss team. You know, I like Crystal Ball. I do. I like him a lot. I like Tyler Van Dyke a lot. I don't know where we're getting this idea from that, like, they're going to be infallible and they're going to be indefatible next year. Like, we're going a little far really fast. Now, in year two, three, four, we can see some giant steps taken. But I will say this, in the defense of everybody who is excited about them, we have seen some coaches strike with instant success in certain situations. And Miami is a situation that's kind of prime for that. Uh, with yeah. that being said, Clemson being a two-win team, is two it's lost possible. team. I'm sorry, two lost team. Two lost team. It's possible. It's possible. Uh, I don't see them again. I don't see them being much better than that because there are too many questions at too many positions. Honestly, it's not just the the quarterback position that has some questions. Who's your running back? One. Will uh, Shipley is the okay. Well, if if Will Shipley is your running back one, then your running back one is just coming off an ACL tear. And again, Kobe what are we, Pace. Okay, well, what what did did Kobe Pace put on the show last year to where you were like, hold on now? I mean, did anybody besides John Tucker put on a show from a running back standpoint? But that's my point. That's my exact point. Like, at the end of the day, you're not – in order to win in college football, you need guys who are flat-out dynamic. You need guys who are – either you need one or two showstoppers – or you need a bunch of guys that are very solid. The but bunch- I also think that guys are allowed to improve. Like, I think there never is space for, hey, he had an okay season, and then he just took off like lightning in his junior year. Like, everyone's like, oh, he either got it or he don't, three games in or one season in. And I think that's just so unfair. I mean, I agree. We live in a popcorn society and some things. You can't cook oxtails in the microwave. You cannot <laughs> cook oxtails in the microwave. It just you ain't could, gonna- but it would be nasty. I don't, I don't want no oxtails cooked in the microwave. I'm gonna just tell you that right now. If your oxtail, if locked on ACC listeners, if you are making your oxtails in the microwave, keep them away from me because you finna meet the twins, Sal and Manila. You finna meet both of them, and they there's not gonna be a good reunion for you, buddy. It is not gonna go well for you. But with that being said, I think that this is more so a, a situation of your you are players can take strides. Yeah, players. It's it's not a surprise if we saw Josh Downs break out and be like a, a a Heisman candidate this year. I would be surprised because of who his quarterbacks are. But you know the talent's there. You yeah. know that the talent is there. 
with that being said, I have not seen anything from any of these guys so far to say, whoa, okay, I'm expecting it. So, I mean, if they jump out and surprise, good. That There's a reason for the most improved player award and all that. Good. We'd love to see it. Um, but again, the, the reality is I don't think that they have enough guys who are experienced in being solid or the showstoppers because at the end of the day, again, that's what you need to win 10, 11 plus ball games in college. You need somebody who is going, you know, you can't turn away the TV when they're on because they, they're going to make it happen. And I just don't see Clemson as having those guys offensively. Fair enough. As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn jobs is here to make it easy to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create free job posts in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond into the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to. Nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn almost every single week. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on. Again, that's LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. To post your job for free, LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. So, we're rocking and rolling here with Kenton Gibbs of Locked on Wolfpack, and we are discussing the Atlantic teams that he'll be covering this season. And we want to move to Louisville. We'll start out their year against Syracuse. And while you sit here and say, oh, start out with the win, both teams. I see here cock my head like, hey, that might be a really good, fair matchup. 8 p.m. on ACC Network at Saturday night. That's a good showing. Why not? Let's have let's let's do this thing, football. I'm gonna tell you that game should be exciting. That game yeah. should be up and down. Malik versus Sean be, Tucker. I would not Sean Tucker and Malik Cunningham. That yeah. game should be as exciting as can be. Um, I I think that the the crux of this game, the crux of who's going to win this game, comes down to one simple thing. Okay, Coaching, who can do kidding. what they did poorly the last? Who can do what they did poorly last year better? And I know that that sounds like a, a terrible phrase, but that's the reality. Syracuse was god awful at throwing the football. Whenever they put that ball in the air, you were just like, "What are you doing?" But the problem with that is they have the same quarterback who put it in awful. So unless he is getting some one on one attention with his new offensive coordinating system, then it's going to be more of the same in that regard. And then, and then you go from Syracuse, who could not throw the ball to save their lives, to a Louisville team that their corners were just like. Man, they who it, it was they you thought their corners were good barbers because they were looking at the back of everybody's head. It was embarrassing to see. And yet you're you're asking yourself who can do who's made the most improvement and what was a glaring weakness for them. That will determine that game because Malik Cunningham, he he's exciting to watch. He is, you know, a lot of people say, Oh, he's a poor man's Lamar Jackson. No, 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 no. He's a rich man's Malik Cunningham. He is his own man. He does his thing a little bit differently from Lamar, but they're both show-stopping, exciting, electrifying guys. And so you're left at a point where you're saying, well, who's going who's gonna to do what? Who's going to stop what? Because Sean Tucker is, I mean, he'll he'll shake you, pick your ankles up and take them to the end zone with him if you let him. So he's, you know, he's a bad boy in his own right. This is a situation where that game should be exciting for the folks who love high scoring. Tune into that game because I think that you'll see a lot of big plays bust off. All right, so hear me out. Because of Lee Cunningham, 
knows how to ball on a budget. That's why he got the men's warehouse suit and the Prada shoes. Man knows how to ball on a budget. You feel me? Are you following what I'm going with? Like you see. So listen, I'm that's per that personally wouldn't have been my choice if I was doing. <laughs> If I was doing the whole deal of like, how do I budget out my suits and all that? I like, why would you get the Prada shoes when you could like? You the could, man knows how to ball on a budget. He get, no, he ain't got a lot to work with in Louisville, but he make he gonna make it shake. He gonna make sure you never don't lose don't lose sight of the feet. Okay. I mean, listen, I understand. Uh, Lamar Jackson did a similar thing for the Heisman ceremony. His suit was from like what was it, J.C. Penney's or something like that. But but see the. Excuse me. The thing to me is you got to make sure that it's all balanced. You know what I mean? Right. It's like having the, the the nicest car in a bad neighborhood or something. It's like, why are you doing that? You know what I mean? Make sure <laughs> just balance the budget sheet out a little bit. Work that thing out where you drop a little more on the mortgage or the rent, living a little better. You know, you don't need you don't need the F uh, F two fifty. You know what I mean? Go ahead, get F one fifty. A little less expensive. You know, he didn't have to come Prada. He could have gave the he could have gave some uh, he could have came out with some some Bruno Mollies or something like that, a little cheaper. You know, still. Uh, a very nice foreign designer and all that good stuff. Just not quite the same name and marquee. Little Bruno my loafers and some, uh, and and the same suit in essence. Or you know, you could get a maybe nicer suit because you know saved a couple hundred there. But who knows? Who knows? You know, Bruno Molly can Lord. be expensive too. So let me shut up. Let me let me go ahead. And <laughs> anyway, oh my gosh. Okay, so Louisville will also face off against UCF. Florida State, South Florida, Boston College, and Virginia before they hit their bye week. So a solid group of games, right? Very winnable games. All on that list, very winnable game. Challenges, but very winnable. Then the back half, they'll have Pittsburgh, Wake Forest, James Madison, Clemson, NC State, and Kentucky. So that's a hell of a back half as well. Again, games that they can participate and be a factor. None. I don't look at any of their games this season. I'm like, you know, thanks for showing up. Maybe Clemson. That's the only one. Other than Satterfield that, better, Satterfield better get them wins off before the bye week. I don't think they're going to get dog walked. It's not okay. just that these are tough teams. It's this okay. the way in which that's structured. That's like it's tough. Uh, it's tough. It's tough. Oh. Like I said, yeah, it's hundred like, percent. All of those teams back to back to back to back. Mm. Hey, he built for tough. Okay, they're ready to go. They got that yeah, Papa well, John brick style. Okay, is there well, still Papa John's? I, I'm a, yeah, Papa John Stadium is is their uh, stadium. Okay. Let me Good. let me tell you now, it's I'm I'm I'm. This is a tough back half of the schedule. That's a very tough back. <laughs> Your half eyes of the get so big when you want to be nice, but you gotta be like, they about to get their ass whooped. I mean, I mean listen, <laughs> I, there is again. Anybody who knows me knows I love me some Louisville. Their yeah. their campus environment and all that is dope. It's a it's a it reminds me a lot of home for me. But with that being said. It, you know, that tough. that's going to be a tough – you got a tall order on the back half, and the way in which the games are distributed is the tough part. It's not – because it's the ACC. It's a Power yeah. 5 conference. They're going to be tough teams. They're going to be tough teams. But to have – you said it was the defending champs and then James Madison right after that, or was it Clemson after that? Mm-hmm. James Madison. Okay, so James Madison, and then you got Clemson, and then you got – who else? NC State. NC State, and then you close out with Kentucky. That's tough. Ooh. But I also think like this whole the combo of having to play Clemson and NC State like back to back is rough for some of these uh, 
Atlantic teams, but I digress. Well, if you want to bet on any of the back half games for Louisville, I strongly suggest you go to betonline.net, the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs, find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including college football, Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device. Go to betonline.net because BetOnline is where the game starts. A lot of money to be made if you are looking to get in on some betting action. So, again, strongly encourage you to get ready for football season. We're rocking and rolling. Ken Gibbs of Locked on Wolfpack. And we're going to Boston College, the third team that Kenton will be covering this season for us here at Locked on ACC. They start out with a good one, playing Rutgers. The Eagles will face off against them. Then head to Blacksburg and play Virginia Tech, followed by Maine, Florida State, Louisville, and Clemson before they have their bye week. So they're getting right into October saying, all right, put up or shut up. Florida State, Louisville, and Clemson are some very solid games. And I will note that the red bandana game, the big honoring game of their past fallen um, former Boston College athlete, the one who passed away on September 11th, that's the game against Clemson. So you could be going into bye week feeling good about yourself. But then Um, after that bye week, you had to play Wake Forest. Sorry. No disrespect to Florida State. I don't think that's a tough game. No, all right. Sorry, sorry, Jersey Drake. Oh, I mean, I'm just being, you know, as respectful. But it's Boston College. No, okay. So I'm gonna tell you, the Boston College season is gonna depend on big. Phil Jerkovic is number five, correct? Jerkovic, yep. Yeah, Jerkovic. It's it's gonna be on. That's that's the another. All the big sinkos are in question this season. (laughs) All of them. All of them. Okay. If you weren't five, we looking at you like what get you live five, on? get live. Listen, that's that what that's what you got to do because at the end of the day, uh, we know what Zay Flowers can do, we know what Pat Garwell can do, we know that it's Boston College, regardless of who the coach is, that offensive line is gonna be solid. That's what yeah. you know. That's what they're gonna do. Sure as the cows come home, or uh, all day till the cows come home. So you're looking at a situation where you you're you're gonna have certain things taken care of defensively that's where Halfley rest his hat and they were good there last year they weren't a bad defensive team last year other than when they played NC State there weren't too many games where they just like you looked up and you're just like oh my god where are they doing defensively so I think that this comes down to how healthy is Phil Jacoby that's gonna tell us that's gonna be the story of this season because when healthy when he's higher when he's firing at his highest clip he makes plays that are freaky he makes plays that are nasty you're just like oh that's well, how did he do that? But we saw last year hurt and hobbled a little bit. It just wasn't the same. And then obviously with him out, that Boston College team is out. That that Boston College team, you could throw on the, the red bandana, blue bandana, every, you know, it, it, it ain't going to matter. It is not going to matter. You call the National Guard, you call the Army, you call whoever you want. It ain't going to matter. It ain't going to go well for you. We like to make note that the Locked On ACC podcast is no is not gang affiliated in any sort of way with the red and blue bandanas. Just want to go on go on record and say that in case anybody's getting a little nervous here as they watch the rest of the show. Wake (laughs) after playing Clemson, they play Wake Forest. So either you're coming off a high playing Clemson, you might think you're you know walk a little too tall and you get caught up in the Wake Forest game, but it's definitely one that you have to refocus certainly after that bye week, and then you face off against Connecticut, Duke, NC State. Notre Dame and Syracuse. So you when know, I look I, at this, <laughs> sorry, go I, ahead. Here's my thing is uh Wake Forest has outperformed what they were predicted to finish almost every year or every year that Clawson has been the head coach. 
The reality is this Wake Forest team is still going to be all right. They're going to be all right. They're, we're they're not, not talking about them. We're talking about Boston College. But this is why I'm saying this is a that's going to be a, a tougher game than many people are giving it credit for. That now you said they got Clemson there. I Wake just Forest. said they had a focus. You did not listen to my. I just I I gave you a softball and you just said all right. I needed a bazooka. Well, you okay? Anywho, <laughs> uh, the fact of the matter is though that's that's going to be a, a tough stretch for them. But again, it's all about what uh, Phil and that offense do. If, if he's again, if he's firing, they got a chance. I'm going to tell you. This Boston College team could beat anybody if he's if he's going well, but if he's not or if he gets hurt, the they could lose. Team could beat anybody, or just this Boston Bill. Guy. Huh? You think the whole team could beat anybody? Yes. Huh? Let me tell you. I'm again. You telling me? I'm not saying That's they will. I'm not saying they will beat anybody. I'm yeah. not saying they're going to whoop the wheels off everybody and I'm not expecting to be close. I'm we saying ain't they saying whoop the wheels. You just said beat. I'm sa- With them, with Phil firing at his highest clip, oh, how soon we forget. When you wa- when I watched him uh, a few years ago, not only was he mobile, he was good at hitting passes off platform. That's a pro-level thing. We do not see college quarterbacks who are, like, really solid when they're He also in- had a veteran offensive line, which he doesn't this year, so... And again, this is so you're hoping that again, you're hoping that Boston College's offensive line is good again, which they've they found ways to keep good offensive linemen rolling through there. So we'll we'll see what goes on there. But the reality is Phil is the electricity. He is the showstopper there. And and so um again, if he's rolling at his highest clip with what we saw last year, if he I mean not last year, the year before last, and he builds upon that. When people were talking about he was a potential second, maybe late first rounder, we could see some things out of this team. Well, crazier things have happened. A lot of pressure for your boy Phil going into the season. Now let's move on quickly here to NC State, who opened with ECU, East Carolina. A lot of people are saying that this could be a, whoops, you know, head scratcher. Ends up being not going for the Wolfpack's way, and it gives them fuel for the rest of the season. They go undefeated. Who knows? Just throwing it. I'm telling you what people say. I ain't say what I say. I'm telling you what people say. I see. I already see your face. Please relax. Then they play Charleston Southern, Texas Tech, Connecticut, Clemson, Florida State, and Syracuse before the bye week. Now, I feel like Dave Dorn is infamous for putting these great SEC Big 12 games on the schedule where, you know, last year was Mississippi State, where they obviously could have won that game and didn't. Then you have the Texas Tech game here where I feel like they can't get caught slipping. Like, if you want to be on this big stage, this is the game to me that says, hey, we can play with the bigger conference or the Power Five schools and we can stand 10 toes, you know? I'm going to say this. Oh, Everybody keeps talking about that ECU game. Oh, the ECU is – oh, this is – the NC State is the exact same as UNC last year. I'll tell you this. Here and now, and I – as sure on, as sound, Okay. I promise to love faithful. But anywho, the reality <laughs> is this. If NC State loses that game against ECU, I'll go out <laughs> on a limb and say this team is not UNC from last year. They'll be worse. They'll be worse. <laughs> You cannot lose that game to ECU and expect people to take you serious. What rattled you? The intenseness of Eastern Carolina's stadium? Oh, 
The Pirates, the R's. I'm telling you, them R's be hitting. Okay. Okay. Well, if they lose this game, they ought to be embarrassed themselves. Now, the actual game that everybody should be watching out for and circling is Texas Tech. That game, for a lot of reasons, draws a lot of comparisons and should to Mississippi State. A pass-heavy offense, a team that has can expose the struggles that we've had as far as our outside corners go, a team that has a new coach and is going to – now, that this is where they differ from Mississippi State, but a team that has a new coach who has been known to draw up some absolutely crazy concepts in the passing game, this is a situation where that's the game where if I'm NC State, I'm like, oh, hold on now. You know, I might be shaking in my boots a little bit. But as far as Eastern Carolina goes, knock it off. Get some help. Stop yeah. it. There is no if, – if NC State loses to that team, like I said, they're, they have nobody to blame but themselves. No. So the biggest games that they should be focused on here are clearly Texas Tech and Clemson. Early the in the first, season, Texas, the season. Tech, Texas Tech is the team – I don't know why everybody is saying this thing about, oh, NC State can't beat Wake Forest. Yeah, we, we can. I mean, with, the, we're talking about the first half of the season. I'm not talking about well, okay. Half if we're talking first half, yes. Clemson is a game you need to be worried about as well because it's Clemson. Regardless of, they may not strike fear in teams' hearts to where you're like, all right, well, we got Clemson. Let's go ahead and put an L down there. This is still Clemson. They still have multiple defensive linemen who are going to hear their name called on day one next year if they are healthy. <laughs> That's – let's not – this ain't, you know. What day? Day one. The, the <laughs> first day. You're not getting to a second day. They're, they're not going to be waiting in the green room for long when they enter that draft. So, uh-huh. this is still Clemson. They still yeah. got some ballers. They still got some ball players. You know, you still got to – Clemson ain't going to be an easy, easy out one way or the other. So uh, so the the hope here for NC State is that going into uh, South Carolina, going into Death Valley against the team that's going to be amped up, motivated, pissed off that y'all beat them last year, can you sustain Can you sustain it? Can yeah. you go to the show, hey, this, ain't, this wasn't a fluke. Last year wasn't a fluke. This is what this is now. What about it? Yeah. That's a tall order. But can they do it? We'll see. Hell, they they should. And then the back half, Virginia Tech, Wake Forest, Boston College, Louisville, and North Carolina. All very winnable games for NC State. The only thing getting NC State's way in that back half is NC State. We we all know, like I said about Boston College, I'll say the exact same thing here. They can beat anybody. They can also lose to anybody. They can beat all of these teams handily. Handily. They can also lose to anybody. I think uh, the, the games that I'm looking at in this back half that I'm like, all right now, are probably Louisville. And when it comes to the boys in baby blue, throw out the record books, throw out what you think you are, whatever the case may be. Yeah. That is, you know, it's for two football programs that don't have like extensive, super decorated histories. The, this is still just like any other rivalry where it's like, we hate those guys. Well, we hate you too. Well, good. Let's, let's go outside and do something about it. They're going. I mean, the reality is, this is that's that's going to be a game where UNC is going to have its entire season to get this quarterback situation sorted out. Going to have its entire season to get everything sorted out. And if we're looking at an NC State team in in a situation where you know you're undefeated and all the pressure is on you, or or if your season has been a disappointment so far, and people are thinking, well, you know, do you just want to get through this thing? You're looking at a situation where that game could go badly for you because you walk in thinking, 
yeah, we're gonna stuff a mud hole in these guys, and then next thing you know, that that a little bit of that vim and vigor come out on you, and it's it's not not gonna be great for them. So we'll we'll see how the season goes, but I think that again, you always got to keep the rivalry game in mind. And um, other than that, Wake Forest, what what you gonna do with that game? You know, I think that it'll probably be is Carolina Bowl eligible by the end of the season and it'll come down to that needing to win or lose that game, which could be more fuel for NC State or it could be more fuel for Carolina. That I think the committee should always weigh in and factor rivalries when thinking about wins and losses towards the end of the year. But I digress. I ain't on the committee yet, so make a shake. Either way it goes, we got to get out of here. We got to get you back next week to talk about the coastal teams that you'll be covering this season's schedules and then a little more about how you're going to evaluate maybe the best game each week. Can you please remind these folks of where they can find you, follow your work? Absolutely. You can find me wherever you're watching or listening to this at Locked On Wolfpack. You can also find me on Twitter at LO underscore Wolfpack. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at TGIF underscore Ken. Just be aware you are not getting Ken the sports journalist. You're getting Ken the man there. You know, every time you say that, it's like, is it somebody, is it a wild guy? Like, is Kent the man, not the sports journalist, a whole I mean, another it, level? Sports journalist is, is one part of me. There are many, many parts of me that I don't discuss on this show. You know what I mean? Like uh, being an uncle, uh, you know, being all the things that I am outside of, of this show is you know the 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 different beliefs that I hold, all that type of stuff. Like you're gonna see all those things on Twitter. So you know, you're like Shrek. You got many layers. You know, like there you go. Is. There you go. Many many <laughs> layers, and I look a little bit like an ogre, but it's all right. It's okay. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. All right, for Kansas Cooper and getting Gibbs. We hope you guys have a great start to your week. Until next time. <laughs>